Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number 60. Welcome back, my friends. This is Velvet Eau Claire. You know me, as always, I am your guide through all of the secrets, saucy secrets, sexy secrets, businessy secrets, and very often less than sexy, a little bit more mundane, sometimes a little weird, and sometimes a little gross. Those secrets, all of them, of us, the ladies, gents, and non-binary folk behind the tassels. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I am really excited to be bringing you this solo episode to kind of dive into some of the things that I geek out over uh, when it comes to business and productivity and all of the things that we can do to help you know, make our lives a little bit better, a little bit better. So before I jump into that, I have a couple um, announcements. Make sure that you've listened to the last, um, it was actually two episodes with Fifi LaRue. She and I delved into a lot of different things, things that keep kind of coming up in my brain as I've been going through my life and like rehearsals and things like that over the last few weeks, this idea of failure that just stuck with me so much. Thank you again, Fifi, for just blowing my mind with that. Prior to that, of course, we had the entire season of sex. So if you haven't listened to that, I mean, I would suggest every single one of those episodes because they were just awesome and just added a whole new dimension, I think, to the way a lot of us think about our burlesque. At least I hope they did. I hope they added that dimension for you. I'd love to hear about your thoughts on that. As a couple little side notes, you've probably heard, if you've listened to some episodes lately, you've heard me kind of giving um, these call to actions, this idea of, you know, giving us, you know, sharing our podcast with others, giving us rating reviews on iTunes, joining the posse if you'd like to be more involved, uh, burlesquestripdown.com slash join the posse, and also supporting the show over on Patreon to get some exclusive perks and everything like that, burlesquestripdown.com slash support, just saying. But I've also got a couple other things to tell you about today. Number one is, of course, we have um, Zyklonia Dark, who's on the BSD posse and doing a amazing things. And she is actually, I don't know if I've actually announced this yet, but she has restarted those event roundups. I think I did mention that when I introduced her. But these event roundups that I had, you know, you know, big plans for back when I first started the podcast and then just kind of fell by the wayside because I have 50 gazillion things I work on every day. So she has been kind enough to kind of restart those. And so those are happening every month. Um, and you can go to burlesquestripdown.com slash roundup and see all of the different ones. And we'll have a new one out for this month, of course. And uh, if you have some events that you would like featured, this is a worldwide roundup. I want to hear about everything, okay? I want to hear about your shows. I want to hear about your workshops. I want to hear about your festivals. All of the things. You can email us. You can email me, velvet at burlesquestripdown.com, and send us those so that we can get those right in that roundup and everybody can, you know, can find out about them. If you are looking for an event in a specific area of the world. I mean, they're all in one place. So just head on over to that, uh, to burlesquestrip.com and you'll see the links for it there to find out about what's happening uh, in your neck of the woods. I'm also um, starting the call and putting the call out there. If you are interested in sponsoring or um, becoming an affiliate, kind of creating this partnership with Burlesque Strip Down, if you have a product or a service that you think that my listeners would like to hear about, please let me know. We can kind of start talking about how we might want that partnership to work. And speaking of partnerships, I'm really excited because one of my really, really good friends, Jessica, a little shout out to Jessica, she just launched a business called Words and Wine. And this is a super cool idea. I don't know why it hasn't been done before. Basically, she is providing pairings of awesome books with awesome wines. And this is a really great idea for, you know, gifts for people, client gifts and things like that, or just for yourself. Goddamn, I mean, I want some books and wine in my life, right? Um, Or if you're in a book club or anything like that. 
So her company just launched, and right now she can actually sell in Washington, Oregon, California, Alaska, and D.C., Okay, so if you're in any of those places, a lot of like the basically the West Coast plus randomly DC, I don't really know. Okay, so if you're in one of those places or if you have friends or family, I mean, we've got Mother's Day coming up here in the States. So if you have, you know, if your family's out there, if you have um, someone in your life that you want to uh, surprise with a really special, unique gift, definitely check her out because it's a really, really cool idea. And of course, we love, you know, supporting our fellow women in business and everything like that, these small businesses. So check out words.wine. I've got a special little discount code as well for you. If you enter the word burlesque at checkout, you'll get 10% off. And then she'll know exactly where you came from too. So she'll know. She'll know that about you. <laughs> so definitely check out Words and Wine. Um, Jessica is a fantastic human being and I'm just super impressed with all of the things that she's doing. And I think this is going to be a really great business. So two thumbs up to Jessica. And once again, the website is words.wine, www.words.wine. And that kind of segues nicely into what I want to talk about today. I actually used to do more episodes like this on the show. I really geek out over things like productivity and efficiency and business, right? And I I listen to a lot of podcasts, some of which are more artsy, some of which are about sexuality, and some of which are about business. Those are kind of my three uh, main things that I listen to. And I just love hearing about new tools and new strategies and all of this. And I know that for a lot of us as burlesque performers, that's not always a priority, right? A lot of burlesque performers, a lot of artists in general, they're just like, you know, I just want to do my art. I don't want to spend time on the bullshit. I don't want to have to market myself. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to like worry about that. I just want to create my art. And that's beautiful. And I love that. But the problem with that is, is that it's hard to really advance in your journey. I mean, you might get lucky. You might get discovered. You might have everything just kind of fall into place. But is that really what you want to bank on? Maybe, maybe not. So what I've got today is just six steps that you can take. And I'm trying to break these down into the real basics, right, to not overwhelm anybody. These are six steps that you can take to kind of set yourself up to have better burly productivity. Hashtag better burly. All right. So this is basically my like method for going about kind of setting yourself up for success in a way that is manageable and that you can use in your everyday life. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Step number one is to set goals for yourself. And not only that, make sure you set the right goals. So first of all, you can't expect to make real progress. Again, unless you happen to get lucky, right? You happen to just everything falls into place, but you really can't expect to make real progress on your journey or on your career if you're not setting these goals, these benchmarks, these milestones that you want to aim for. Speaking of which, you know, I know some people have an aversion to one word or the other, like they don't like saying goals or they don't like saying benchmarks or whatever. It really doesn't matter what terminology you use. Use what works for you and what resonates for you. But you have to use something. And you have to take that time to sit down just to brainstorm and to refine these goals. Something I fall into a lot is that I have these goals in my head, but I don't sit down to actually write them down. So don't fall into that trap. Don't assume that just because you have these ideas of like, oh, yeah, I would love to perform at Behoff. Like that would just be the thing. Like I would just love that. Okay, cool. Like that's a good dream, but that's a dream and not a goal. I said words don't matter, but they kind of do in that respect, right? Take the time to sit down, put them on paper. Don't just put them on paper either. You want to use smart goals, maybe smart goals, maybe smarter goals, maybe free goals, maybe dream goals. 
Do those things mean anything to you? If not, it's probably because you haven't listened to episode 30. (laughs) Episode 30 back on this podcast, I go into depth into each one of those, which are each one of those is actually acronyms for different types of standards that you can hold your goals to. Personally, I use SMARTER or DREAM goals usually, which kind of depends on the scope of the goal. Um, I'm not going to get too far into them because, again, I have uh, that episode number 30, which is called Setting Goals That You'll Actually Achieve. That one goes way more into detail um, on all of those different acronyms and what they mean, right? The the idea that they are specific, measurable, attainable, time-bound, um, and relevant, okay? And, and all the different acronyms that we can use that way. As a side note, I know in that episode as well, back in episode 30, I did mention that I was putting together a worksheet on goal setting. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I apparently promptly forgot about that (laughs) shortly after I released the episode. Total, you know, raw authenticity here. But I have put that worksheet back on my radar. And so I'll be releasing that for you you within the next few weeks. That's something that I'm back to working on again. Plus, I actually have a different free worksheet that's um, for you. But We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. That's for step number four. We're not there yet. We are on step number two. So after you've set these goals and you've made sure that they are smart goals or smarter goals or dream goals or free goals, whichever one you want, step number two, plan everything. I have that in caps in my notes. Everything. Plan, 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 plan. I know. For a lot of a lot of creative types, planning sounds like the absolute last thing you want to be doing. It's like, no, I just want to do, I just want to do my thing. I just want to live my life, right? But I'm sorry, if you really want to take control of your burlesque career, if you want to perform more, if you want to make more contacts, if you want to have more and better quality acts, if you want to build your skills, then planning for that success is the way to do it. And this goes beyond just setting those goals. Like I said, setting goals is the first step. But for step two, for every goal that you set, you have to break it down into these bite-sized manageable steps that you are going to take to get there. And I'm sorry, I know I feel I feel like and I probably sound like I'm just like spitting these words, but there's a reason that these become cliches in the business communities because they are true. You have to break them down and find yourself steps to get there. Of course, how you do this planning is going to differ based on what type of person you are. If you're more of like an old school, like visual person, well, personally, I have had really good luck with a giant board. I actually personally used like a big, like broken down piece of cardboard before, but you can get an actual board if you want and colored post-it notes. For me, there's like an extra element of like satisfaction because once I finish a task, I can either like move it into a done column or as I prefer to much more fun, crumple it off and toss it into the air triumphantly. So I'm just like, yes, it's finished. And then I have to pick up them all off the floor, but it's fine because it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. It gives that extra, you know, just like, yeah, I win. If you're a little more techie, you can use a a tool like Trello. Now, Trello is an online planning uh, system, basically. It has different boards and cards that you can kind of drag and drop. You can add notes to them. You can add attachments to them. You can color code them. If you have a team, you can assign them to team members. You can archive them, more stuff like that. I went into Trello a little bit more deeply during my um, episode number 24, which is top five apps for a burly king or queen. So if you're interested in that, I, I I went into that there. I also gave some resources that you can um, that can help you use Trello up to its fullest potential. But if you're techie, there are tools out there that exist to help you with this. If you're more of a listy person, like not necessarily visual, but listy, you don't have to have that giant vision board style wall hanging or or you know add another computer app to your you know to keep track of yourself. If you're more like a paper and like pen or pencil kind of a person, stick with that. Like don't change yourself just because you want to start planning. But 
If you would like something that's going to make your life insanely easier and more fun, I highly recommend Pilot Friction Pens. Let me tell you about these. These things, okay, this is not sponsored by Pilot Friction Pens. I am just a huge fan of these things. They are like God's gift to listy folks and planners. I use them all the time. Not only are they colored, right? Of course, they're colored pens. That's cool, like to get things like color-coded and all that. But better than that, they are erasable, like really erasable. Not like the shitty erasable pens like back from when we were kids where they would like wouldn't really actually erase anything. These are like really erasable, like they actually work. So like they use friction, like the name suggests, right? Pilot friction pens. By the way, their, their name is spelled F-R-I-X-I-O-N instead of C-T. But they use friction or heat to erase and they it actually does work. And additionally, as I discovered from this planner that I had, if you want to erase like the entire thing, like the whole planner, you can actually just put it into the microwave for like 30 seconds and all the ink's going to disappear again because it uses heat. It's pretty freaking amazing. Just make sure, that, of course, that your, you know, your notebook is microwave safe. There's my disclaimer. I don't want anybody to explode their microwave on my watch. All right. So just make sure it's, you know, don't be an idiot. All right. <laughs> don't put metal in the microwave. Eh, that's what we know. So these pens are, you know, they're a little bit I'm not going to lie, they're a little bit expensive. I mean, you can get just like the regular like black, maybe red and blue ones like at the store for not too bad. Me personally, I order the whole like 10 colors and like the 10 color one comes from like Japan or something and it costs like 20 bucks on Amazon. But for me, it's like a thousand percent worth it because these things make my everyday life so much happier. So anyway, those are just a few tips for figuring out what type of planning works best for you. Of course, once you've decided on what method or once you're deciding to try one out, you might switch later. All you want to do is like simply break down the steps for each goal and then assigning those steps a reasonable due date. You know, there's lots of different systems and approaches on this that that make planning, you know, they make it more complicated and probably more effective. But especially if you're just getting started, don't overwhelm yourself with that. Don't don't worry about all the different, you know, steps. Just keep it simple, stupid. You're not stupid. I love you very much. But kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Okay? So just start by simply breaking down what you would need to do to get to those goals and then find a due date for them. Okay? So that's planning. That's all it is. Find a fun way that you actually, that makes you actually like doing the planning and then break down your goals. Step number three, schedule your time. Okay. And I'm not just talking about rehearsal when you have rehearsals or meetings with other people involved, but your actual personal time. Schedule your brainstorming sessions, your personal rehearsals, your costuming binges, your artist dates. By the way, if you're not familiar with artist dates, you want to grab a copy of The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. You get ready for your whole life to change. I'm in it right now and it's like mind blowing. So artist dates, schedule all of these things, okay? I speak from experience and not just experience, but like this is like a daily struggle for me. When I say that if you wait for things to happen, they probably won't, all right? When I was pre-writing this episode, I was doing it basically only because I actually scheduled an hour into my Sunday to make sure it happens. Otherwise, I probably would have, you know, very likely just been watching Netflix. And then now I'd be trying to record it and like not really be sure of what I'm talking about. But because I took that time, I scheduled in an hour and I actually made sure it got done. Right. And now I have this lovely outline that I'm talking from. (laughs) So a really great practice um, to put into place is the idea of setting up tomorrow today. At the end of the day, whether it's you know just your the end of your work day or like for me, I don't really have like a specific start and stop time to my work day. So I just do it at the end of my entire day, like right before bed. Just take five or 10 minutes to schedule out your day tomorrow. You want to pay special attention to your morning routine, 
the first thing that you're going to do to get you closer to one of your goals, and your top priority task. Those last two might not be the same thing, right? Your top priority task might not be the first thing that you do, but you want to pay attention to those three things in particular. Your morning routine, the first thing that you're going to do to get you closer to your goals, and your top priority thing for the entire day. Even if those two things aren't the same, though, there is a concept that works well for a lot of people. And the idea comes from uh, a guy named Brian Tracy in his book. He has a book called Eat That Frog. And of course, because there's no really original ideas, he actually um, adapted this idea for business from a quote from Mark Twain. And Mark Twain says, eat a live frog every morning and nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. (laughs) I love Mark Twain. He's so funny. But like, it's not just a silly quote. What what Tracy suggests doing is taking that idea and applying it to your day. Quote, eat a frog, aka do your most disliked or your worst task first thing in the morning. So that from there, I mean, nothing bad, nothing else bad can happen to you. You know, you you did the hardest thing first off, and then it's all downhill from there. For me personally, this is a hit or miss idea. Sometimes it works for me really well, but then sometimes I do, I start off my day with procrastination because I don't want to do it. Um, So I just like, I don't get my start, I don't get my day started in a good way. Sometimes I find that I prefer to start my day off with a bunch of very easy tasks, little mini successes that help to ramp me up to a big dreaded task. So your mileage may vary. Try out different things. See what see what works for you. Another really good time management strategy that might help you is called the Pomodoro Technique. I'll add some more info on this into the show notes um, because it's a lot to get into in one episode. But the general idea is that we work, as human beings, we work better in short, focused blocks of time. And this kind of goes with the idea, you know, of course, now there's been a lot of talk recently that multitasking actually is the worst, one of the worst things you can do. And there's also this thing called Parkinson's Law. You may have heard of it, but it's basically this idea that work expands to fill the amount of time that we allot it. So if you give yourself three hours to complete something, it's probably going to take you three hours. (laughs) It's funny how that happens. So you use the Pomodoro method. What we do is we block off chunks of 25 minutes each to focus completely on one task. Then we take a five-minute break, and then we do that again. And then you get like a longer break every four Pomodoros, basically, is usually how the system works, although you can adjust it. There's a whole planning and charting method that goes along with it, but you can also just read about it and then apply the general principles to your life. So for example, when I was pre-writing this episode, I did three Pomodoros using the timer function that's on my, um, God, one of my favorite apps as well, called Focus at Will. It's a focus music app. It's amazing. So I did three Pomodoros using that timer. And then I took a short bathroom break, walked around, you know, my kitchen, basically got some, you know, refill on my drink, stuff like that. So for those of us who have a little shorter attention spans, which is basically, let's be real, it's basically all of us these days, it's really helpful to get us to complete work in a shorter amount of time. Speaking of which, you know, yes, there's Parkinson's law, but don't forget also that almost everything takes longer than you expect it will. So make sure to give yourself a little bit of buffer, maybe an extra Pomodoro to finish up any tasks that didn't get done or something like that. It really helps to chart expected time and actual time to complete things, especially things that recur often that you have to do often, like, you know, for example, sewing buttons or, um, you know, splicing together the music for your new act, something like that. It helps you to, to develop a better idea of the time that it really takes. You know, how much time does it take for you to craft an application email to a festival or, you know, sew those buttons on a new garment? or rhinestone something that, you know, a pair of underwear or something like that. You know, get these ideas in your head because it's easy to just kind of be like, yeah, it'll probably take me 20 minutes to do that. And then it ends up taking two hours. So just keep that in mind. And again, there are other, there are lots of resources out there if you like pretty, you know, papers and things. Which brings us to step number four, use 
worksheets. (laughs) This is my geek teacher side coming out, okay? But it's true. Tons of people out there have created worksheets that are going to help you, you know, do things like track your Pomodoros, plan out your SMART goals, stuff like that. You will find some that work best for you. But personally, I am just in love with not only my colored pens, but also using like a well laid out, really colorful worksheet or printable. It just helps to give me joy in my life, in, especially in planning my life and tracking my life. I wouldn't do it if it was just jotted down on an ugly piece of paper. So I've added some of my personal favorites uh, in the show notes for this episode, along with, if I can get a drum roll, please. Um, That was not a drum roll at all. I can't do it. I can't do it. The first worksheet in the BSD series of Better Burly Worksheets. Mm, That's right. So this is just for you, my darlings. I have created something that I hope is going to be really helpful. It is a a multi-page worksheet and planning sheet to help you with your act creation and development. I put it together quite a while ago, then I used it for myself um, for planning a show recently, so then that helped me kind of make some tweaks to it, and now I'd I'd love to share it with you all. It's got space for planning out your storyline, planning out your music, your tech and prop needs, plus planning your routine in as much or as little detail as you want. So I put this together. I hope you love it. Um, I think it's really nice. Again, I'm a planner and I love this idea. But even if you don't think of yourself as a planner, it's really good to have this all kind of in one place. So you can download it for free. I'm not, you know, I'm not charging for this or anything. This is a free download over at the show notes page for this episode. And then please, please send me any feedback, um, things that worked for you, things that didn't work, things that you'd like to see changed or tweaked. I mean, I have this on Canva, so this is easily tweakable and changeable. And I'd also love to hear about what other worksheets you'd like to see in the future. What would help you with your life and burlesque career planning? I would also love to see if you take pictures of your completed worksheet. Make sure that you tag me um, on Instagram and Twitter at Velvet Eau Claire or on Facebook, Burlesque Stripped Down. And you can also use the hashtag Better Burly. And that's kind of what we're going to be going with. So this is going to be a whole series of worksheets that I'm super excited to bring to you. And I'm really hoping that they are helpful in um, in doing this, you know, th- this planning work and becoming a more productive and more efficient burlesque performer. Step number five. So if we keep on keeping on, right, we've got, yes, we've got these worksheets, but also use technology and use it wisely. Some of you might be kind of more the old school pen and paper kind of people. Even if you don't consider yourself a techie person, Let's be real. I think the vast majority of us these days do have phones, right? We have smartphones and we have access to gazillions of helpful and some unhelpful apps, right? So we've got access to these things, so use them. I already mentioned a couple in this episode that really can help make your life easier. It can help make them more efficient, more productive. Episode number 24, once again, features um, some more of my favorites. But there's, I will, I will mention one major change since I recorded that episode. Uh, in that episode, my number one was actually Evernote. And I have actually stopped using Evernote and I've replaced it with Google Keep. So Evernote for me was just a little bit too much. I know it has a lot of really robust features and it's really great for people who use it to its fullest potential. But to be honest, that wasn't me. I, I mentioned this in that episode too. Like I I found myself getting overwhelmed with its complexity. It has a lot of great features, but everything I added would just get like lost in those notes. And I just, I, I never, I just didn't use it like I needed to. Enter Google Keep. I don't know. I really don't know how this is not a more popular thing. Like I I don't know how because it's been around a while, but I hadn't heard of it. This thing is fucking amazing. This is everything I needed. Everything that Evernote didn't quite get right for me, Google Keep gets right. Of course, it syncs through all of your things. So I have it on my phone and on my computer. I've got like an 
like an app on my Windows, you know, even or on my Chromebook as well. And it's basically just a place for you to like add in all your brain dumps, your notes, pictures of things. You can add in checklists. You can color code them by project. You can just do all these things. I mentioned in episode 24 about using, you know, Evernote as like a brain dump when you have ideas for, you know, you hear a a music that you want to do for an act or you see a costume piece or you do this. You know, there's so many ways that we can use that and just put it all into one place. So for example, the other day I was at Joanne Fabrics on one of my artist dates from The Artist Way. (laughs) So good. And I was just, I was there not to buy anything, but I was just there to look and to, you know, get ideas. And I used Google Keep just to snap some pictures of various items and have them all in one note. And I know that sounds silly because obviously we can do that with our camera, but just to have them in one place, I can add notes. I have my um, my workout plan so that when I go to a gym that's not my, my normal gym, at least I have that in one place. I know exactly where to find it. I was reading an episode the other day on on podcast sponsorships and affiliates, and I was, you know, you can just highlight, if you have the Google Chrome extension enabled, you can just highlight and click add to the keep, and it'll automatically add all these different highlights into the same note along with the web page. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's intuitive. It works. Oh, the other thing too is that I can say to my phone, um, oh gosh, it's going to, it's going to beep now because I'm going to say it. I can say, okay, Google. And then I can just say, add a note to Google Keep that says blah, 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 blah. Et voila. So while I'm driving, I can pause my podcast and just say, okay, Google, remind me to look up this or that later. I mean, it's just words cannot express how wonderful this thing is. So I highly recommend if you have ever, if you tried Evernote before and you found it was a little too overwhelming for you, or you've tried something else, or you've been thinking about how you need something like this, I highly, highly, highly recommend Google Keep. Another one really briefly, because I want to wrap this up, but another one um, for emails, actually, um, for anyone, a little shout out to Zena Zeitgeist, who um, I'm friends with on Facebook. And she had posted the other day that she was a little overwhelmed with her emails lately. And I just mentioned, I'm throwing this out there, sorted for Gmail. If you use Gmail, sorted, S-O-R-T-D is an app that you can add on to Gmail. And it has, I think I mentioned it once before on this podcast, maybe in one of my favorites episodes. But it basically allows you to drag and drop emails into different lists and add due dates and reminders and complete them when they're done and group them together. And it's just really, really nice. (laughs) So those are two um, very high recommendations for me. Um, They're not too complicated. Again, if you don't consider yourself a techie person, this is not something quite as big as Evernote or anything like that. These are very simple to set up, very simple to use. And I highly recommend just, again, this is step number five, using technology intelligently, using it even if you are a little intimidated by it. Just give it a try. So many things are user-friendly these days. You'll be surprised at how easy it is. And lastly, step number six is to get accountability. Get accountability. Depending on what kind of a person you are, some people are more internally motivated. You can check out, um, I've referenced several times Gretchen Rubin's quiz about the four tendencies, which goes into what type of a person you are and how that affects, you know, getting things done. But especially for people who are kind of more externally motivated, accountability is so important. There's two good practices. Number one is having a mastermind group. And I'm actually super, you know, super motivated because I actually literally just got off a call with my mastermind group. Um, Back at the beginning of the show, I mentioned Words and Wine by my friend Jessica. She's actually in my mastermind group with me. Right now we have three girls and we meet uh, twice a month to go over where we are in our business and get not only support, but get advice, sometimes some tough love. I'm going to be honest these girls gave me some tough love recently and I needed to hear it. It was hard to hear, but like I needed to hear it. 
And that can be so helpful from a business perspective, but also on, you know, on your your creative journey as well, depending on how much you could do a business one, but you can also do, you know, a group where you work on acts together. You know, you may have this kind of in your troop, but having a very specific group of people with specific objectives, right? Writing down exactly what you're there to do for each other, if it's just support and happiness, or if you're there to give some tough love as well. And sharing these goals with with them and they can help keep you accountable. You can also have a very specific one person that often in, in business we call an accountability buddy. And that is one person that is there simply to help keep you accountable. You may already have one in your life. You know, if you have this person who helps you get to the gym, right? You have a standing gym date and you really only go because you know that they expect you to go, <laughs> right? They're going to be there and they're going to be waiting for you. So if you don't go, you're kind of an asshole, I mean, that's basically an accountability buddy. And so finding one of those in your, you know, your everyday life and especially in your burlesque life that can help keep you accountable. Hey, did you apply to that festival yet? You said you were going to do that last week. Okay, so to be real, it's kind of playing on this guilt, right? Which I'm not a huge fan of, but let's be real, it works. And so finding one of those in your life, if you have not found the right people for that, start kind of branching out. There might be people directly in your burlesque circle, but they might be out a little further, right? It might be better almost to have someone who's not directly in your troop or in your, you know, close circle of friends. Sometimes it helps to have someone who's outside the burlesque community or even outside the artistic community. They may not understand everything, but they can hold you accountable in a different kind of a way. So we may do a deep dive in this in the future. I've, I've been wanting to do one on, on finding your burlesque soulmates and your burlesque tribes. So um, if we do, I'll add that into the show notes for this episode. Speaking of show notes, I have a detailed blog post with very, um, you know, basically almost like a transcript of this episode that goes a little bit further into detail. I've got links. I've got all sorts of things. And you can find that at burlesquestripdown.com slash productivity productivity. That's, of course, also where you're going to be able to download this act creation worksheet, which I'm hoping will be a huge help for you in um, creating those acts and being more productive. As I come up with more, like I said, I have that other worksheet that's kind of on the way for you as well. Those will be added in. Um, but in the meantime, I would love to hear, let's let's remind ourselves of these um, these six steps real quick. Step one is to set goals and to set the right goals. Step two is to plan everything. Plan it all out. Find a way that works for you and plan it. Step number three is to schedule your time, not just your time with other people, but your personal time as well and the time that you spend working on burlesque things. Step number four is to use worksheets. And step number five, to use technology and to use both of those things wisely. And then, of course, step number six, to get accountability. Okay. If you follow all the, all six of those steps, I mean, that's definitely going to make you more productive, right? And of course, there are ways then to expand and, and kind of do, this is the 101 version. We have a 201 version. You know, we have stuff like that where we can get more in depth with this stuff. But I would love to hear your thoughts on, on these concepts, on, you know, being productive. What are some of your biggest struggles in um, getting shit done, right? Getting shit done in your burlesque life. What are some of your big struggles that way? Do you think these are going to help you? And as you start to put these things in place, what does help you? What's harder for you? Talk to me. Tell me what works for you. There's, of course, um, there's comments on the show notes 
page for this episode, burlesquestripdown.com slash productivity. You can also email me, velvet at burlesquestripdown.com. Join the conversation on Facebook at Burlesque Strip Down or on Instagram or Twitter at Velvet Eau Claire. Talk to me. Let me know what you think. I will be back at you very soon with some more episodes, um, some more interviews specifically. But definitely, if you are interested in partnering with the show in some respect, send me an email as well. If you've got an event for our event roundups, email me, velvet at burlesquestripdown.com. You can also check out those event roundups as they start to go up over at burlesquestripdown.com. I just said that a lot. (laughs) All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful for you. Don't forget to head over and download that act creation worksheet and uh, let me know how that works. And don't forget, if you need some wine and a nice book to read, check out Words and Wine. My friend Jessica, she's doing amazing things, making good things happen. So until I talk to you next time, my friends, I hope that you stay productive and sexy too.